welcome. Brain Candy Podcast Girls here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Coming at you live. <laughs> not really live. That's not true. We are we're, alive. We're, Susie's live in front of me. We're alive and kicking. Yeah, that's true. This is going to be a good day, Sarah. Oh, I'm so excited about this episode. <laughs> um, I would like to do something before we begin. Oh, okay. I've been thinking a lot and reflecting because this is a big week for us. Huge. By the time you hear this, you will have probably seen the premiere of Sarah's new show, Rivals 3. We haven't seen it yet because it's Tuesday. It premieres tomorrow for us. Yep. And we're excited. So excited. And And nervous. I hope you guys are watching us on YouTube because we have reactions and videos and commentary and our new web series is going to be there. So follow us at Brain Candy Podcast on YouTube. And we've done some episodes recently about the challenge. How have you been feeling about it? Are you like Good. nervous? Do you have, I like, mean, regrets? I get a little nervous. I, I think if, if anything, it brings up old feelings. So it's like, oh God, I have to process and deal with those feelings all over again. It gets me so fired up because the emotions are still very real. Well, I can see why. And I think it gets the audience wound up too. And so there have been some, you know, comments and feedback about the episodes that we've done about like behind the scenes of the challenge. And we did an episode about Johnny Bananas. And the point of that episode was sort of just to introduce this rivals concept and why you guys are rivals and what you feel about him going into the challenge. And as that, you know, season airs, we can update like, how did you, how did you feel at this time or not yeah. or whatever? But I just want to be clear because a couple of times I've heard a word thrown around about some things we said, and they are accusing us, Sarah, of something not very nice. Oh, what's that, sis? <laughs> some people have said what we did was slanderous. I don't think so. I just feel that we need to be precise. Go ahead and give me that good old Webster's <laughs> definition of okay. what that is. How about let me, that? Let me tell you what slander is. It is the action or crime of making a false spoken statement damaging to a person's reputation. Mm. Have you said anything false? Not a thing. No, me neither. So shut the fuck up. Mm. I haven't said <laughs> no. anything that I have not. I haven't reiterated anything that has not already been said and played and aired on television. Yeah. So if you think that we're saying something slanderous, then that means you were liars. So you just slandered us because we're telling the truth. Yeah. And if you don't like it, that's okay. And if, yeah. you know, you, we disagree about somebody or you like somebody and we don't or whatever, that's cool. Because that's the fun of the show is like, right. who do you like? Who do you don't like? But we, this is our show, so we get to do whatever we want. Yeah, so, man. So I, tune, I tune into The Real Housewives for the same drama. I, I can't stand like half of those bitches, but doesn't mean <laughs> I'm not going to keep watching and yeah. keep eating up every little bit of it. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you disagree about our opinions, that's cool. But don't say we're doing something we're not. Right. Thanks. And bye-bye. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but today we are uh, moving away from the challenge for a minute. Yeah. But we can, I'm you know. I'm excited to move away from it for a sec. Yeah. We need we need a palate cleanser. Yeah. Oh, that's a great way to put it. An amuse-bouche. <laughs> what are we going to do? No, I guess that's a that's What is pre- an amuse-bouche? It's like a pre-course. It's like a. Uh, to get you excited. Something to get you excited about the meal. Yeah. It's appetizer. like comes before. Yeah. Appetizer. <laughs> it's French for Susie's appetizer. favorite word. <laughs> So I'll get into what we're talking about today. Today, we are going to be talking about personality tests and personality inventories, which is like the technical term or the the clinical term for a personality test. They call them inventories. Why? I don't know. I think it's like a... Because really what you're doing is you're inventorying the... Or assessment. Sometimes there, it's part of the, the assessment. Well, like so call how accurate do we feel as a psychologist? What? Um... They are never uh, blacker. It's not like, you know, a one personality test is going to... It's kind of... It helps create a picture. And uh, I have a professor who used this analogy. Uh, we are all like puzzle puzzles. Mm-hmm. And all of our pieces are scattered all over the place. And... What personality tests do is they help you kind of see, and it's like almost like we don't have the cover of the box to our puzzles. And some oh. people are thousand piece puzzles and they're very complicated. And some people are little kid puzzles and they only have eight pieces and they're really simple. Oh, really? Yeah, for sure. Huh. Um, does that just mean they're dumb? No, not necessarily. Some people are just very simple. Yeah. Some people 
um, the, you know, and there, it's, it's, that depends on how you define dumb too. What? I think that is also, it is like, you can have somebody who's very book smart or somebody who's very, um, smart by any, what a test would tell you, Yeah, but they aren't deep thinkers. They're yeah. not staying up late at night, getting ulcers and thinking about, yeah, they're not philosophical. Okay. You know, so they're different. Would we consider that like they're shallow in a certain way? I would say they're not reflective. Okay. That's nicer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> I try to be nice about how I word these things. Do you so, prefer to be around uh, deep thinkers or? Yes. Yeah. I hate. Well, the challenge house must be real fun to read. You know, that's the interesting thing is like, it's hit or miss. So yeah. I will have maybe three people in the house that I can have really deep, very intellectually stimulating conversations with. Believe it or not, Wes, not believe it or not, he's great. Wes, um, from this season, Devin, he was one of my favorites. Um, Tom was great for some good combo. Is it mostly boys? It's mostly boys. Oh, that is sick. It's disgusting. Well, it's because I think it's because it's the kind of female that is attracted to putting herself on reality television hmm. and the kind of man that is, I just think it's, it'd be interesting to study the it's personality fun. types. Um, maybe in, it's just kind of random though. Cause over the years there've been lots of chicks that I thought, were... and they're definitely smart girls on there. They're definitely yeah. ones that I can. And I think also what's great is in certain settings that you can, I think if, you know, somebody like Camilla or Teresa and they come and they hang or Kellyanne, they come and they hang out with me for an hour. Guaranteed. We're going to have a deep conversation about something cool like that. Yeah. It's just, if not they go hang out with, you know, fill in the blank, they're going to talk about who's fucking who and where they bought their bikini. Yeah. So it just depends on you. My mother always said you hang around with dogs to get fleas. So, um, <laughs> So what do we have to do for this? One? Okay, you so sent me some. We links. uh today we're going over some personality tests, and there are you you to get back to your original question was how accurate are these and how how are they used? And like I was saying, the analogy of the per, the puzzle piece or the, how we're all puzzles is that this helps us get a little bit of information on figuring out what that image is. So it gives a little bit of insight into. It's never. You know, if you take a test that says you're an introvert, for example, that one te- that could be how you're feeling that day. That could be, you know, there are a lot of influential That's factors, but, and also it changes over time. It's kind of a snapshot of you right in that moment. It's a yeah. good way to, um, find a baseline for somebody. And then you have them periodically take these tests every few weeks or so after you've been working with them and it see, you could see how they've improved, but something like a personality test, like there are, um, uh, what are called your big five personality traits, which is openness, agreeableness. I'm going to have to look it up. Um, I'll look up what the big five are, but they're these big five personality traits that they say are constant your whole life. And something like, yeah, which is a test that I'm going to... We we didn't take this one, but I encourage everybody to go check it out. You can take it for free online. It's just called the Big Five Personality Test. Why do you recommend it? Uh, it talks about your openness, your agreeableness, your... Uh, uh, how... Your irritability. Oh, look it up. Yeah, look it up. Uh, what are the other ones? Is it nervousness? I know the acronym is OCEAN, O-C-E-A-N, but I can't remember what it fills in. Um, but it's 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 good to know. Okay, openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Neuroticism, okay. that's the one. Um, so it's good to know your personality types. If, say, you react in a way that maybe, like... Uh, it really is helpful in, in interpersonal relationships. So say you have a husband who really likes to go out all the time and you like to stay in by understanding your, what your 
personality types are and what your big five traits are and understanding what your husband's big five traits are, you can be compassionate to the times when he needs to go be social in order to re-energize. And he can be compassionate to the times that you need to be uh, alone to re-energize mm-hmm. or, you know, it, and, and also if you come up with like high, uh, high um, neuroticism or really low, conscientiousness. Those are things that you can work on. And those you're not necessarily, these things aren't like set, but we can work on them and we can change them, but it takes, uh, awareness and it takes understanding and, and a little bit of self-reflection in order to do so. And these tests are really great for that. And they help paint a picture of who a person is. I mean, you take enough of them and, and you can kind of you see, I don't know what, what makes a person tick and maybe how they're going to react in certain situations. And a lot of people use them to like help with jobs, figure out what job they'd be suited for and stuff like that. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home. Isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Um, were you surprised at your results? I was surprised at, this is really interesting. So one of the ones that we took, both Susie and I took the Myers-Briggs personality inventory. Um, I think they call it the Myers-Briggs traits inventory. I think it's the official name for it, but I especially love this is because it was created by two women and at a time <laughs> where there weren't very many women in this industry. Um, so it is a test that marks different traits. I'm going to look it up right now. M-E-Y-E-R-S. I should always have this stuff pulled up before. We're so lazy about how we like pull it up in the moment. Um, all of our, like, you know, all the research I'm always like pulling, I should always have this like stuff on my phone before we start the podcast, before we press play. But, uh, so this, this inventory asks like, Oh God, what was it? Like over a hundred different questions. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's great for helping out with jobs because it gives you um, like a name for what your personality type is. Like oh, yeah. they have, what was yours? They have uh, just some of the ones that are out there. Explorer, the engineer, the... Um, do they have other ones? What are the... Mine is the executive. Ooh, you're the, you got the executive. So what tell me a little you? bit about the executive. Um... I was, you know, ESTJ, which is extroverted. Well, I don't know what the S is. I'm going to tell you what they are right now. Um, Okay. So it's like observant, thinking, judging, and then turbulent, whatever that is. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, But it's like, that's what they named me, the, the executive. Does it say what your strengths? Did you click on the part where it says what are your strengths and weaknesses? Okay, so here they are, the personality types. There's the analysis. There is the architect, who is the imaginative and strategic thinkers who plan for everything. There's the logican. I didn't even know that was a word. Innovative inventors with an uh, unquenchable thirst for knowledge. There's the commander, bold, imaginative, strong-willed leaders, always finding a way or making one. The debater, smart, curious thinkers who cannot resist intellectual challenge. Diplomats, quiet and mystical, yet very inspiring and tireless idealists. Mediator, poetic, kind, altruistic people, always eager to help for a good cause. Procra- uh, protagonist, charismatic and inspiring leaders, able to mesmerize their listeners. I bet a lot of challenge guys would fall into that category. <laughs> Um, entertainer, entrepreneur, adventurer, virtuoso, virtuoso. Oh, so they divide them into categories. So your categories, there are explorers, there are, um, diplomats, there are analysts, 
There are Centennials. Uh, and that's it. So you got, which one did you get? The executive. The executive. So tell me what it, what it says about. Um, it says that they are representatives of tradition and order, utilizing their understanding of what is right, wrong, and socially acceptable to bring families and communities together, embracing the values of honesty, dedication, and dignity. It's like but that makes else sense because <laughs> you're a professor. Yeah. And that's kind of, especially in the field of religion, like mm-hmm. honesty, dignity, integrity, like those are... Um, like pillars of like re- religion, really, yeah, that's and that's true. something that you put your energy towards. So you can kind of read into how that matches with. Yeah, it says valued for their clear advice and guidance. They happily lead the way on difficult paths, taking pride in bringing people together, take on roles, working hard to bring everyone together in celebration of cherished local events. No thanks, <laughs> or in defense of the traditional values that hold families and communities. What is that? I- I think that that's true, Anna. I think that you do do that in a way. I think you're you definitely care about community. You definitely you always I don't want to talk to them. Though. <laughs> like, not, not about like, with these uh, okay, but see, not about this is the de- wrong definition of community. Yeah. Not about community as like the, your neighbor to the left and right of you, but community as in your intimate circle. Oh. Community as in the people that you choose to raise your children and to. Um, it says the, they are images of the model citizen. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but I thought it was interesting because you know how you're taking the test and you feel like you know what they're getting at and you think, do you change your answers? I because- don't, I, but that's why it's interesting. Cause it's like, maybe I don't know myself. Yeah. Or, and also what these tests can tell you is where you should point your energy in order to get the most like best use of my yes the best use of your talents where you're gonna feel the most fulfilled yeah i think that's a huge one is what is gonna make you feel the most fulfilled and maybe you'd feel really fulfilled i don't know doing something that enacted change within your community so that there was recommends politicians see that can you imagine i'd vote for you (laughs) that's nice we value honesty and straightforwardness you know why because have you ever seen the show modern family yeah it's claire dunphy the mom from modern family i can see you and her why i I, because she's funny she is funny and there's this like i'll handle it i'll get it done and i'm surrounded by idiots attitude that (laughs) i think motivates her and you to do like I could see that for sure. Wait, let me read you some of the famous other people. Oh, yeah. That are oh, I didn't in my category. I didn't see it until now either. Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite quote. Don't piss on my leg until it's raining. Great. Love it. So, Sonia Sotomayor, the uh, Supreme Court Wow, Justice. yeah. John Rockefeller, Frank Sinatra. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fictional ones. Wait, you'll love this. What? <laughs> Dwight Schrute. <laughs> well, you're going to love who I just read was on mine. So uh, read me some more of the fictional ones. This is great. You're going to laugh. <laughs> I this don't know the other Dwight ones. Dwight Schrute. Yeah, okay, I see that. that who else? <laughs> see that. You this is that. how cute this is, the, the, you, the printout. But it doesn't print. I can't see the ones behind Oh, it. Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Cool. Oh, my God. I can read what's under there. What? Claire Dunphy from Modern Family. Oh! Well, this is why that's funny, because guess what I got is my fictional character, Phil Dunphy, her husband. (laughs) I swear to God! I swear! I swear, God's our witness. We we should take pictures and post this. You got your fictional characters, Claire Dunphy, and my fictional character is her husband, Phil Dunphy, who's the silly one. This is awesome. Okay. Also, I didn't even know. Okay, okay. I have to sit private. I did not know that there was a list of fictional characters, no, so I, know, I had I know, no I reference for that. I did not know. I had no clue. I haven't seen any of this. I can and read I was that. Like, I think you're Claire Dunphy from Modern Family, and that's fucking printed on that one of six. Crazy. Are you kidding me? Of all the <laughs> fictional characters of all time, you get the one who I just say. This I'm is obviously my favorite, a psychic. My favorite podcast moment of all time, even including Bella Dick. I can't. I can't. What are the odds? What? 
We are meant to be married. Meant to be. We're, we're partners, which we are. Oh my God. This, my heart, so full right now. <laughs> Read me yours. Okay, so I, I got dying. the campaigner. Wait, wait. Okay, what are your letters? So ENFP. Um, so that is, we need, where are the letters? I right. Need, I need the freaking letters. I'm trying to get. You do yours. I'll try to find them. Okay, okay. So I'll read, because it's so annoying. But I know what the first one is. The first one is E, and you have the option of either an I or an E. So yeah. that's whether you're an introvert or extrovert. So you and I both got E's. Yeah. Now, this is what's interesting. Susie and I, then I had Susie and I both take a test on introversion and extroversion, which we'll talk about in a bit, to see how personality inventories can change depending on the type of test and how it's um, geared. So, uh, I got ENFP. So, my first, I say, it says the ENFP personality is a true free spirit. They're often the life of the party, but unlike explorers, which is what I used to get when I took it. I used to yes. get explorers. Yeah. That was what I got for years. And now in the I just took it and now okay, so unlike explorers, they're less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment than they are enjoying the social and emotional connections they make with others. So that almost shows that I I grew into liking social moments for emotional connections instead of just for the fun of it. And charming, independent, energetic and compassionate the 7% of the population that they comp, uh, comprise can certainly be felt in any crowd. Uh, so more than just sociable people pleasers, uh, they're shaped by their intuitive quality, allowing them to read between the lines with curiosity and energy. They tend to see life as a big complex puzzle where everything is connected. Unlike ana- analysts who tend to see the puzzle as a series of systematic uh, me- machinations mat mat match machination a word i can't something like machines uh <laughs> enfps see it through a prism of emotion compassion and mysticism and are always looking for deeper meaning as a therapist i think that is not a bad one to get so my famous enfps wait so the letters for yours are extroverted and it's intuitive even though it's an n mm-hmm. feeling and perceiving Oh, great. Your letters. Yeah, feeling into it. That makes total sense. So Robert Downey Jr. Remember when I said I was just like Robin Williams and I was talking about my body hair on our <laughs> body hair episode? <laughs> He's my famous ENFP. So I guess I am like him. Uh, Not just the body hair. Uh, Quinn Tarantino, Drew Barrymore, Russell Brand, Alicia Silverstone. But my fictional, oh my God, we're meant to be. <laughs> my fictional ENFPs. We know, already know Phil Dunphy from me, Modern it's- Family. It's Steve Michael Carell Scott from, oh, ah! from The Office. You're kidding me. I swear to God, Susie. Look. That is crazy. You got Dwight Schrute and I got Michael I Scott. I would much rather be Michael Scott. Mm. Well, I mean. And I got Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. Ooh. Mine are horrible. And PETA from The Hunger Games. And Piper from Orange is the New Black. That makes sense. I'm kind of like them. This is tragic. This is amazing. <laughs> You're wrong. I do love that we're so compatible. I mean, could you believe that? Yeah. Because there are a list of, t- there are, uh, I think, 20 plus options that you can get for this. Yeah. And there aren't any other ones that are paired like that. <laughs> that is bizarre. It's so great. I mean, people out there, wow, comment on that. So take, take the Myers-Briggs personality inventory. Uh, what's the website we used? Is Part of why, oh, it's 16personalities. 16personalities.com? Yeah. Yeah, so you can take the test there, post your results, tell us what you think. Um, tell us if you think that it's like you or not like you. And, I, and people don't, like when Sarah and I were spent a month in Brazil, just not on the challenge, just separately, the, every day we watch The Office together. Every so this is particularly day. sentimental. Every day. What a riot. It's the best thing I've heard. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> Phil Dunphy and Claire Dunphy. See, this is, you say we should plan stuff ahead, but it's better when we don't because then you have these real moments. What if I had done this before right. and then looked at it? I wouldn't even be this excited. Yeah, so it's it all even. Oh, out. that's so amazing. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, 
where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, the other one is the, so, okay. So the first letter on the personality inventory was, we talked about was introvert or extrovert. And this is one I think a lot of people out there have the wrong idea about. I agree. People hear introvert and extrovert, and they think introvert is quiet and shy, and an extrovert is loud and gregarious and out there, and that is not true. The def- the true definition of an introvert and an extrovert uh, comes from where you get your energy, where you get uh, like revved up refreshed. and refreshed. So you, do you feel re-energized being alone by yourself? And need that time alone? Or do you feel re-energized being around people? I don't... My husband comes home from two weeks on the road and, like, traveling, crazy events and wine dinners and blah, 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 and schmoozing. And he comes home and he wants to throw a dinner party. I'm like, are you crazy? If I came home from doing... I'm exhausted from taping a podcast episode. I want to go home and, like, be alone. So I just don't get it. So, so what do you consider yourself? So I take, I've taken many personality tests and they all come back where I'm depending on my mood, either in the middle or more of an introvert. Everyone. Why did you get an E on that one though? That's why I, I think a lot of the Myers-Briggs one, Briggs one yeah. has to do with how you present yourself to the world. I agree. They conflate uh sociability yes with extroversion which yes. aren't the same yes which is why i had us take the extroversion introversion scale and that one you can find on psychologytoday.com they have a ton of in, of inventories or tests and i encourage you guys to go take them not just to find out about you they also have great ones for couples too awesome ones for couples um but not just for you, but because your participation in these studies adds to their no- data. number data. And so you're helping come up with this, you know, quantitative data that's really, really, really valuable for research and to, um, you know, learn more about what it means to be a, a person on this fine planet. So we took that one. And this is very aimed towards just introversion and extroversion. And what, and so it ranks you, uh, it ranks your social ability on a scale of one to a hundred, hundred being super sociable. Like you're always out there in with people. You want to be around people all the time. And then zero, which is like, you're a hermit. So what did you get on your scale of social ability? 41. And what does it say about somebody with a 41? According to your results, you appear to be the type of person who enjoys socializing with large and small groups. You don't mind being around big crowds, but that doesn't mean you'll always want to crash every party you're invited to. Having an active social life and extending your network is relatively important to you, but it's not the most crucial thing, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Well, you scored higher than I did. What are you? 35. Oh, what does it say? Mine says, according to your results, you appear to be the type of person who doesn't socialize often. You like to have a limited social network and possibly aren't really interested in extending it beyond a few close and intimate friendships. Having an active social life apparently isn't the most important thing to you. Chances are when opportunity arises to socialize amongst a large group of people, you likely turn it down if possible. That doesn't mean you don't enjoy socializing or being around people. Rather, you prefer spending time with smaller groups of friends. Individuals who score similarly to you typically aren't conversation starters, especially with people they aren't familiar with. In addition, they aren't known to be exceptionally outgoing unless amongst close friends. Now, I think that has to do with how I feel right now. Why? Because I feel a little depressy and lonely lately. Mm-hmm. Because my husband been, has been gone so mm-hmm. much. 
So I think if I were to, and I'm finding, it's, it's kind of funny, like this is interesting too, you know, not to get all like sad for a sec, but sometimes when we feel like the thing that we need the most is the thing that we push away at the time we need it. So when I'm feeling lonely and when I'm feeling sad and, you know, I, cause listen, I'll be honest, I, I may, I'm happy go lucky like all the time. And I, I'm very, um, uh, I have a high baseline, like my baseline for joy is rather high. So when I do feel sad or I do feel like lonely or whatever, um, you know, that baseline drops and it's just like what normal people are at. And so it almost doesn't even look <laughs> like funny. depression or look like anything yeah. because normally I'm at a 15 and now I'm just at an eight, yeah. which other people would be so happy to be at an eight. So, uh, but the, in those times I, I just like to be alone. I like to spend time by myself. I like to, you know, and it, and, but I think the thing that would probably make me feel better is spending time with friends. Yeah. Probably really close friends, though. Really close friends. Yeah. That's what I don't... And I also think that my score is like this because the challenge is about to air. And I feel very exposed and very vulnerable when there are all these people kind of, like, looking at you. And then you go to the grocery store and you can tell people, like, it just is different. Like, you know, you get that look of, like, I think I know you from somewhere, but I don't know where. And, you know, that... For somebody who always already feels insecure, can turn into, um, you know, like, like you feel like everyone's staring at you. Yeah, more so like uh, yes, and and on top of that, uh, like you're being judged, mm-hmm. which is makes you feel very vulnerable, and yeah. you know, makes me want to like. We just went therapy on. <laughs> Well, I think your larger point is, though, that whenever you take the test, your current state, yes. even if it's only a few weeks or whatever, yep. of, uh, informs your results. Mm-hmm. So maybe normally you would score higher on the extroversion, but yes. not at the moment. Absolutely. If I were just coming from, I mean, even if I had just left your house and how much fun I have here and I were to take the test, I would have had different results. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I have another personality test for you. Okay. This is a good one, and, and our listeners can do this along with us. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. This is, remember, we were talking the other day about the cube personality test. We were on another show, uh, and it was like, oh, it was the bag of dicks. <laughs> good old bag <laughs> of dicks uh, personality <laughs> test. So um, this is what I was talking about when I said that it's like the personality test where I'm going to, okay, so I'm going to paint a visual image for you. Oh, right. And okay. you're, well, you're going to paint your own visual image. Yeah. And based on the image that you create, I'll tell you a little bit about yourself. Okay. And everyone at home can play along. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. Okay. Let's All right. It. Here we go. So <clears throat> relax. Oh, focus. Okay. Take a big, deep breath. For real. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Get your mind clear. Let go of any of the, uh, Thoughts you're holding on to. Um, here we go. So you are walking across a desert. You're all alone walking through this desert. And you come across a cube. <laughs> and how big, and don't say it out loud, but how big is the cube? Mm-hmm. Make a mental reference of the size of the cube. Make a reference of the color of the cube. And how do the color make you feel in the moment? Does it only have to be one color? No, it could be many colors. It could be whatever you want it to be. So you're visualizing this cl- this cube. Okay. Make a reference or make a, a note of how the color makes you feel. And 
can you see inside the cube? Are there walls of this cube? Okay. And how big they're the size of the cube? I already said that. How big is the cube compared to the desert? All right. So now that you have your cube pictured, you see a ladder. Now the ladder can be anywhere. So is the ladder leaning on the cube? What color is the ladder? The distance between the cube and the ladder. And once the image is in your head, go with that image. Don't try to change it when new information comes in. Mm -hmm. So next you're going to see a horse. And what is the distance between the cube and the horse? The color of the horse? Is it wearing a saddle? (laughs) And now you see a storm in the distance. And the storm could be whatever you want it to be. Just think about is if it's passing, if it's staying in one place. And now you've pictured your storm, you see a flower. And where's the flower? What color is the flower? Are there many flowers? So now that you've painted a whole image, we have a cube and a ladder and a horse and a storm and a flower. I'm going to tell you what everything is. So tell us about your scene. Susan. Oh, okay. Um, so I walked up to this like Rubik's cube. Rubik's cube. Cool. <laughs> is it floating or is it on the ground? It was on the sand. On the sand. How big is it? Just like a Rubik's cube. A real Rubik's cube size. Okay, great. And color. And it's colored. Like a Rubik's cube. Okay. They probably shouldn't use the word cube because then I'm like, no. oh, it's a Rubik's cube. Cube is part, because you can't say square. Right, right, right. It's the But why wouldn't you say box? Because a box implies that it's like a box. Like a, yeah, like there's you can an hold open something. and it can hold mm-hmm. something. Okay. A cube is just shape. That's right. like saying it's a circle. Right, or it's okay. it's a triangle. Okay. You know? A yeah. cube is just I got a, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Um, Okay, so you have your cube Uh or your Rubik's cube. Yeah, right. And now your ladder. Where's the ladder? It was just like 10 feet away on the right. It's brown. But it's like in the sand, standing up. Standing up. Okay. And it's brown. What's it made of? Wood. Wood. Okay, so like an old ladder made of wood. Like, you know, that's funny. That's the one that I picture when I paint, when I make this image too. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Is that more boring? No. Oh. No. <laughs> okay. You see a Never. you see a horse. So what's yeah. your horse like? It was real pretty white with gray spots. Oh, saddle no, or no saddle? No saddleless. Wow, it's so interesting how much of your imagery is similar to mine. The horse <laughs> and the ladder are the same thing that I pick. Maybe everyone's is the same. No. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> Susan. Not at all, Susan. <laughs> a lot of people say Clydesdale, the Budweiser horse, those big ones. Uh, some, so pe- some people say better. black stallions. A lot, a lot of times the black ones. Um, you know, sometimes they do have a saddle. They're, you know, all decked yeah. out. and like. Uh, okay, so we have your horse. Is it roaming freely or is it tied up? Just standing there free. Just standing there. How close is it to your ladder? Um. It and was how like, close is it to the cube? They're like a triangle. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And what about the storm? Yeah. That was troubling. Really? Um, yeah. It's a storm. Okay. Uh, it was like Wizard of Oz style, like coming. It's coming in. It's yeah. coming strong. <laughs> it's a twister. <laughs> it's a twister. And do you feel scared from the storm? What's the emotion you get from the storm? Um, concerned. Concern. Okay. Good. Do you feel like... Um, this storm is something that you've dealt with before that you can handle, or are you a little apprehensive about it? No, I'm apprehensive. I also love that you're doodling right now as you do this. <laughs> yeah, right. Because this is very therapeutic. So Susie's drawing <laughs> pictures, and if we were in a therapy office like I yeah. do, uh, I would probably, you know, take make, note. Take note of how hard you're pressing when we talk about uh-huh. certain things and. What you're drawing? Yeah, I don't like that storm. Sarah. Um, so you don't like the storm. I noticed Who because you started storms? drawing in things dark, and yeah. you started sh- heavy shading. And heavy shading <laughs> is anxiety. So, um, how do you feel knowing that I'm analyzing your every move all the time? I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right. So next is the flower. So what was yeah. your flower like? It was or near flowers. the horse. It was one flower, and it was in the sand, and it was pink, like a posy. Mm. Pretty posy. Cute. Yeah. Um, so mine is a floating clear cube that's pretty big. Come on. That's awesome. Uh, it's always been like that. And then I have a, a wooden big. ladder just like yours leaning up against the cube. And then instead of one flower, it's like a whole 
bunch meadow. of flowers un- right underneath the cube. And my horse is just where yours is. Um, but this time he's tied to the ladder. And same kind of horse, but no saddle. I mean, he could just run off with that ladder. <laughs> he could run off, but he's... Okay. There's. It's really funny. There's a picture on the internet floating around of a horse tied to a plastic chair. And it says, like, our, our something about our, our boundaries, our limitations are in our mind. <laughs> and it's, like, totally true. Because it's like a plastic chair. He could t- take off with that thing in a second. <laughs> but he doesn't go anywhere. Wow. So, uh, okay. so, yeah, that's mine. And then... Um, yeah, so I have the flower, and then the storm is way, way off in the distance, and it's not even going to come. You're not over worried me. about it. Not worried about it. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll tell you about. Oh no! What if my phone just dies right now? I have two percent battery. Oh, ah, God. You hate it. You hate it. I turn on airplane mode. Okay. Um, so the meanings to everything. The cube. The cube represents you and how you see yourself in the world. If the cube is transparent, that means people can see. Oh, oh. <laughs> really? People can see right through you. <gasps> Ah, that's horrible. The material, uh, that's depressing. The material of the cube is made up of represents feelings and how tough a front you put up. That might be interesting for you because you put up almost like a code. Like you need, somebody can't even get access to that. that. They can't even crack it. If the cube is large in comparison to the desert, oh God, you think highly of yourself. Well, I'm just completely transparent with a big ego. So, <laughs> damn it, I wish I remembered what the definitions yeah. were before I go blabbering about what my cube looks like. No, I think that's nice. I mean, it's like a nor, it's bigger than a person, but it's not huge. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's like making it smaller. So, the ladder uh, represents, well, this is interesting. Interesting that mine is floating and yours is on the ground. Yeah, why? What's... I that I would say that that means I I you're more look, of a free spirit. No, I think I or maybe I'm not chained down or I look at myself as like being more big and grandiose than you don't. You're maybe I'm grounded. May, maybe you're grounded. Oh, that's good. <laughs> the latter represents your friends. If the latter is leaning on the cube, your friends tend to lean on you for support. That's what mine is. The distance between the cube and the ladder shows how close you are to your friends. Ooh, yours is like a triangle. The ladder, the the cube. But um, I will say that both yours and mine are those old wood ladders, which I think says something about liking a friendship that's old and, and yeah. trusty and is like tried and true, like classic friend. Yeah, that. dependable. And I think dependable. And I think you and I both are like that in what we like in friends. Um, the horse represents your lover or ideal lover. The distance between the horse and your cube represents the closeness you have with your current lover. What do you mean, my ideal lover? Lover, not your, it, It's your husband. Um, but what is that? What? Do you, what kind of? If the horse is tied up, then it, oh, god! <laughs> if the horse is tied up, which I said mine is right now, then it shows your need to be controlling in a relationship. Oh my god, Sarah, you're the worst. I'm the worst. <laughs> If your horse, well, I get it right now because I'm feeling lonely and I feel like I need to, I need to, a little more control and I feel out of control in, in the terms of like what my relationship is. Yeah. You know, I like, I, of course, am trusting of my relationship, but it's hard when your husband's gone often yeah. to have that. So I get it. I would want to tie him, tether him to me. Um, and it usually doesn't. That's why I said, right now it does is that you in the past i've done this it hasn't had a interesting um if the horse has a saddle then you feel safe with them if the horse is free and not saddled it means that your lover is uncontrollable and unpredictable (laughs) so the storm represents some obstacle in your life if the storm is passing the issue is current with a resolution in the near future if the storm is staying put it has been an ongoing obstacle with no resolution in sight the size of the storm represents how big of an obstacle it is to you, as does the distance. The further away, the less important. If the storm is violent, it means this obstacle is causing you quite grief. Yeah. Yep, that sounds about right. That's about right. So the flower represents your children. or de- oh. oh, this makes sense. Or desire to have children. That is so cute. The closer the flower is to the cube, the closer you feel to your children or thoughts of having children. The more flowers, the more kids you wish to have. And what have I been talking about? That oh my god, yeah, I you're have broody. A, uh-huh. <laughs> and I have a whole fleet field of them right underneath. And yours just is just one. one solitary flower. That's yeah. that's adorable. That's so nice. So the meaning of colors uh, on here a little bit about um, colors about the cube. So black is the color of authority, elegance, sophistication, and seduction. 
White symbolizes innocence and purity, which is probably like we picked both white horses that yeah. are like with a little bit of gray on them, which mean, could be that. Like as our marriage that we care about the purity of that. Um, red is the color of dominance, power, and sexual energy. So if maybe if your cube had a lot of red in it, oh. that could mean that you want, that is important to you. Blue is the most one of the most popular. It represents knowledge, authority, and loyalty. Uh, green and my flowers are red. Mm. So that's dominance, power, and sexual energy. Man, you are it's really the color complicated. Of love. <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. Green represents compassion, prosperity. Um, yellow. Does it have a rainbow option? Uh, let's see. No. Seuss. <laughs> it doesn't, but, you know. It was mainly black. Like, Old you know reliable how... brown. Brown shows stability. That uh, is what our ladders were, and I think that is really... Anything for pink for uh, my posy? No, I think that would go for red, but I think it has more of a feminine side, like a mm. little more love than just this, the, the power. So I that's hope you enjoyed fun. doing that. I totally Isn't that one did. fun? Yeah, that's really fun. People should that. do that. Although maybe they did it along with uh, yes. me. And then, okay. I hope they did. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. And I have another one that I'll save for, because I think we should do personality test part two. And I have yeah. another great personality test. That, unless, what are we, what's our time? We're done. <gasps> I knew you were going to say that. I felt like I was real chatty. <laughs> no, you weren't. I knew that. That's why I said I'll save it for another time. I'm trying to get better at it, not just complaining when we're done. I lo- love it. When we do an episode which is about your expertise, that's why you need to talk more because oh, I'm, I'm just learning. So fat. You know, and, I, and it's so funny. There's one person who commented a while back that was like, I'm a therapist. She said something like, I'm a, a psychologist, and even I think this is like too much psychology she's like i'm a therapist no and, this is too- and i was like that would be like telling me not to breathe so <laughs> or telling bill and i not to talk about science so welcome to the break Kenny podcast this is what we do here sorry it was too <laughs> psychology for you but that's what i do no i love it and it's really fun and and isn't it just fun to learn about yourself yeah i really think that <laughs> the when we're able to, you know, there's all this value on intelligence. I think that just society puts value on, on how smart you are, but I really feel that that means nothing. Your IQ is not as important as your EQ, which is your emotional intelligence, how emotionally in tune you are, how um, aware of other people's emotions you are. Those are the things that will give you a full, rich life, like mm-hmm. brains and social prowess or all that. It only goes so far when people reflect on their lives and they, they have a rich, a rich, fulfilling, happy life, or even just memory. It comes from times when we are in touch with our emotional side, when we're in touch with how we feel, when we're in touch with how other people feel. And by doing these things and by learning about ourselves, it helps create better relationships with other people. And it helps us increase that, uh, that emotional intelligence and helps us grow as people. And, and then we can vocalize our needs. We can say what we want. We can communicate how we want it. We can know when we're getting frustrated that this is probably a time when we're just feeling, you know, uh, lack here. And we can ask for what we need. And when we are able to ask for what we need, we get what we need from other people. And 
stress and those kind of things and those problems that tie us down or that we're so attached to go away and are, are we able to deal with them? Uh, uh, we have the tools to, to deal with them. And I just encourage everybody to learn about yourself and to not feel scared of the information that you do learn. And if you find out some information that, you know, I'm reading these things and I'm like, Oh God, it shows that I think highly of myself. Oh, <laughs> da, da, da. well, how can I use that to my ability? Uh, advantage or how can I in a, in a situation where maybe I'm being socially dominant, how can I maybe check that to allow other people a chance to, you know, rise to the occasion and, and blah, blah, blah. And just having that awareness makes you feel good. So uh, from the feedback that we get from our listeners, I think that they are on the same page. They tend to, especially the ones that reach out, they tend to like totally be our kindreds. Yes. So I, I love think that. Love it it really is great. I hope everybody loves this. And share with us any, even if they're, oh, let me Especially. just say. Especially. If they're just silly personality tests, like which 1990s, like, fashion trend are you? I want to take it. <laughs> I want all, I want all of those. Do you do them on BuzzFeed? And yes. Stuff? Yeah. I am like a sucker for anyone's that are like, let's just find out which kitchen them. utensil you are. I hate them. I did a tweet one time where I was like, if you have to take the test to determine which Sex in the City character you are, you're the annoying one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got Carrie but, Bradshaw on my, oh, on my no, on the right. test we just yeah. took. So obviously yeah. I'm a Carrie. I always thought I was a Carrie. Well, now the test proves it. Everyone wants to be Carrie. I know. Well, take the Myers-Briggs test and see what you come up I'm with. I'm Dwight Schrute and you're Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, this is uh, Phil great. and Claire Dunphy. Saying, saying, saying over and out from the Very Candy Podcast. We love you. Bye, guys. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.